Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Well, here we are back at Kill with Kill Me Now. I'm uh, here with JJ. Uh, Hi, Judy. We have a very exciting guest today. Very exciting. Super exciting. Going to be a two-parter. It's going to be a two-parter. Um, but uh, I have to say, this is going to air next week. Um, so they're going to vote on Kavanaugh on Friday. Shame. They shouldn't. And by the way, we record right next to the Yale Club. And apparently, JJ said... She's here today. That's what I was told. Really? Brett Kavanaugh next door right now. First of all, I, you know what's pissing me off? I can't... The fact that he can act like... A fucking spoiled brat screaming like, I worked really hard. Yeah. Um, a- and well, get away. Yeah, your mom was a judge. Right. And went to the best schools. Right. And, you know, stop being a whiner. I know. He is a fucking whiner. I'm going to go to Hollywood and be like, I went I went out every night and did sets, and I wrote jokes, and I wrote one woman shows, and I, I deserve to be on a sitcom. That's what I'm going to do. That should work. <laughs> Hasn't worked yet. Um, yeah, so but that's I- been really pissing me off. 
Yeah, no, I think it's pissing a lot of people off. Right, I mean, but how do they get like, away? How do they fucking get away with this shit? Like, I can't fuck. And the way he ta- Trump talked to that female reporter. Awful. The whole thing is terrible. And uh, Lindsey Graham's a. F- Ugh. And look, I'm in the camp that believes he is guilty. Uh, and yes, I am if, too. If, if not of that, then of plenty of other things. Right. Most, mostly being a dick. Right. But I, he handled it those the things so poorly. Right. It, uh, whatever strategy he was given, I guess it works for some people. He was given the Donald Trump exactly, strategy. But it doesn't. It, wouldn't it have been better? And certainly in hindsight, but he could have had the foresight to have seen this when they brought up all this bullshit about the yearbook. Why didn't he just say, you know what? I was an asshole. I was an asshole at 16. Thank God I've changed. But, you know, uh, right. Yes. I put in a bunch of stuff so I would sound cool because right. everybody else was doing it. I mean, I never had sex. I didn't do these things. I don't believe that. You know, but I was a moron and everybody's a moron at 16. I mean, and like to lie Instead, about he lied. a devil's triangle. Right. And boffing. Right. <laughs> the best is ralphing. Oh, and ralphing. Yeah. yeah I like, have a very spicy food upset. Yeah, my spicy tummy. food. And you if you watch <laughs> if you watch the Devil's Triangle question, yeah. you can see him making up the lie in his head. Because right. he doesn't say anything and he goes, Drinking game. Drink game. <laughs> Do you ever play quarters? I'm like, I never heard of fucking Devil's Triangle drinking game. And you've played them all. <laughs> Shut up. Uh that's it's starting to really like have an uh, like I know friends of mine who can't sleep. Because of this shit, because of these. Fu- because he's gonna could potentially be on the Supreme Court. It's an important position. I mean, it's going to affect the but people's lives. His, he will right, affect people's so, lives. All right, let's say he's innocent. Like Ted, okay. Ted Cruz might might not affect my life. Oh, Th- this guy, so this guy, if he gets a seat on the Supreme Court, there's a good chance he will. Okay. If we take away all the yearbook shit and all that shit, his temperament and the way he spoke to Amy Klobuchar. And uh, well, now we know he's partisan. I mean, how, right? How and he did that whole fucking that? you know diatribe about the Clintons and everything. He's a fucking white, entitled, very spoiled fucking brat. He has those broken blood vessels on his fucking face. He's he, there's no way he someone's got to stop this guy. Plus, if he gets on, don't you think just more shit's going to come out and they're going to have to impeach this guy? I mean, yeah, and then they have to go through all that. Oh, that shit. It'd be never ending. And I hate Donald Trump Jr. He's such a greaseball fuckface. I hate them all. They have to go. I think they will. All right, but we, you know, we'll already know shit by the time this airs. All right, are you ready for the guest? No. What else should we talk about? Yeah, we can bring in the guest. All right. Can't wait. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. 
I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Today's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Stritch. Billy Stritch is oh here. How did you get him? Oh, he is. Billy, Great. I Great. fucking love you. I, I love fucking you. love you. I fucking love you. You're so fucking talented. Well, I love you beyond the fact that you're fucking talented. Oh, no, you're beyond. I, you know, we, I would love you even if you weren't talented. Oh, honey. So we, JJ, we were just in P-Town this summer, and uh, we sat at, because you were playing for Marilyn May. I was. Who I did a podcast with. I know. And uh, we're sitting at the bar afterwards, and we just started fucking cracking up like we were fucking <laughs> like nine years old. Truly. And realized that we would have been best friends in high school. What, what were you drinking? What? What were you drinking? Uh, martinis. martinis. Oh, sure. Like, just like I high get, school. All right. Can I just say something? Pros. I'm sick. Pros. You uh-huh. got. Get, get, over. get in on the work. mic. Take that fucking thing yeah, off. Yeah, take this windscreen okay. off. All right. There, there we are. There you go. Here's the thing that I've decided about vodka. You know, I like potato vodka. Okay. You like can. Chopin. Chopin. You know, because it's smooth, right? I'm. S- everyone loves Tito's. I mean, I like Tito's. But it's not like the it's corn, and they're like, eh. I'm like, do you have any potato vodka? And they're always like, no, we have. Well, we have Tito's. Tito's. I'm like, it's corn. Learn your fucking vodkas. Learn your grains. Agreed. Belvedere. Yeah. I'm a Belvedere guy. You are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a Grey Goose guy. You I are. Am. I am. But remember when Kettle One was like yes. the new one? That Kettle like One. Like, Why do you like Grey Goose? I just like the taste of it. You know, if I'm going to drink it straight in a martini. That's what I drink. I like Grey Goose. We should do a taste test. I don't know why. We should. We should have a a martini taste test. I'm telling you, my friend Kate, Moira Ryan, who does not drink anymore. I love her. Yeah. I met her in Providence Town a couple years ago. So she taught me all about vodka before she stopped drinking. Is she still fun, even though she doesn't drink? Yeah, she really is. Good. Like, she's one of those people who... Like, she doesn't care if you drink, or she never says anything. She wasn't good when, uh, she was not good when she was drinking. I was always like, oh, fuck, she's going to start, you know, she was one of those people that, you know. She would get, like, confrontational. Yeah, and it was like, and I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, I couldn't. But um, she taught me all about vodka, and so now I love potato Potato. Potato, where are you from, Potato. Where are you from? So, Billy Stretch, um... For our listeners, is he's a fucking musical genius. I mean, you are you're a prodigy. 
You are a prodigy. I don't um, think you could be a prodigy at age 56. Yes, you were a prodigy. <laughs> um, you're a Grammy winner. I mean, you've worked with every fucking singer ever, mm, pretty much. A, um, lot, a lot of them, yeah. You grew up in uh, Texas. I did. Tex-ass. Tex-ass. Um, yeah. Wait, I have it down. Uh, Sugarland. Correct. What sugar, is sugar? Sugarland. Sugar oh, Sugarland. Sugarland. It's very British. Sugarland. Um, what What was Sugarland Sugarland. Like? A very small town when I grew up there. It's called Sugarland because the Imperial Sugar Company was based there. Mm. Yeah. Not anymore. Domino's was my sugar. Right, of course. Domino's was our competitor, our hated competitor. Really? Yeah. Did you all buy Sugarland shit? Did yeah. your father work oh, for Sugarland? He didn't, but most of the people in the town worked So that was like the big industry. So there. like Trump would have been there, like, oh, the Sugarland employees were going to tariffs. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, building a new plant next yeah. year. Sugarland's yeah. coming back. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Yeah, well, coal and so, Sugarland. So, P.S., you know, Sugarland, when I was growing up, was 3,000 people. And right. it's like 20 minutes away from downtown Houston, you know, so it was like a little. Oh, you say Houston. There. You say Houston. Houston. Yeah, with a Y. Houston. Okay. And now it's 85,000 people. It is really. Wow. Huge. And it's like been swallowed up by Houston so by Houston by Houston and whenever I go down there now it's like totally different from the way it was when I I grew up there wow interesting yes really riveting so (laughs) you have an older sister I have two older sisters oh fuck okay um research yeah JJ shut the fuck up Uh, okay (laughs) and I have a brother too you do he's never he's never mentioned in anything why no Oh. Yeah. Wait, so what number are you out of the four? I am three out of four. Really? Yep. Are you the only gay? Yep. Wow. I have nieces. I have a niece that's gay. And that's from you? It's totally from me. <laughs> right. Sure. You, sure. And who's, whose kid is that? Uh, that is my oldest sister's kid. Is she pissed? I don't think so. I mean, she might, she might be. I don't know. I don't talk to her that much. She's, uh, you know, she's pretty hip, you know. Really? Yeah. She lives in Austin, so you know. Oh, Austin's well, that's, good. That's yeah. the hippest yeah. place in Texas. Yeah, so wait, where do the other two live? Uh, the other two, my siblings? Yeah. Oh, they all, all three of my siblings live in Sugarland. So they all, everybody lives in Texas. You just still. said you're. The nieces live in Houston. In oh. Austin, yes. But the, they all stayed in Sugarland? Everyone's in Texas, yeah. They all stayed there. Oh, smile. my yeah. God. Yeah, everybody's still there. I'm the only one that got out. So what did your parents do? For, was your mother a housewife? And your Yes, my mother was a housewife. And by the time that we got old enough, she took odd jobs. She was a bus driver for a while. No way! Substitute teacher for a long time. Wait, she was, the, which bus? The big or the small? The... School bus, you know. Oh, right. Big yellow school with bus. With the fuck, when you did the thing with yeah. your arm? Oh, yeah, totally. She had that down. My mom's really like tennis player, athletic. Really? So yeah. she's the lesbian she's in the family. The, I hope she never hears this, but yeah. <laughs> she is the gay. She really Because it's genetic. She, it, it's genetic. You know, Do you think excellent. they had a lot of sex, your parents? I don't imagine. Right, because she's a lesbian. They had a well I Tennis bus think, driver. Yeah. I they got married so young and I think that was it. Right. And they had, you know Did she kids. ever have like a best girlfriend who used to come over all the time? No. Oh. Tennis buddies. Oh, she yeah. Was, uh, oh, yeah. Women that she, on the tennis league. Yeah. And, you know, when I was starting with my vocal group in, right. the, in the 80s, we worked at a gay bar in right. Houston. And every now and then I would see some of these tennis No, the tennis ladies. Oh, nice. no, we played tennis with nice. mom and everything. And then at one point I said, to, you know, your friends, Judy and, and whatever, you know, yeah. Betty came in to see it. Now, why did they come in there? 
you know, I'm like, well, you know, and I, she just didn't get it. Right. She couldn't get it that some of these women were gay. That's funny. Yeah. And what about your father? What What did he do? He um, he and his mother, my grandmother, yeah, um, owned owned bookstores, retail bookstores. Really? Yeah, in Houston. 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 In Houston. Yes, when I was growing up, that was really cool because I would work in the summer times at the bookstore. At the bookstore? And you got books. to read? Got and to read all the time. Was he a big reader? He was a pretty big reader. My grandmother really was a, a right. big reader. And and they did that for about 20 years until the big chain stores came in. Oh, uh, and Barnes fucked and everything up. What was Be- the name of the bookstore? Bookland. Oh, sweet! It was sweet. Bookland and Sugarland. Bookland. Oh, nice, JJ. Yeah, n- nice. Good job. <laughs> it was. Notice how I haven't together. rang the Jubel once. This is so good. You said this fucking podcast. This I'm week telling you, it's because a very it's Sugarland, pres- very Presbyterian. Bookland. Yes, yeah. Bookland. Bookland. I, I only get a half ring. Do you? Yeah, because yeah. 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 it's half only as mm-hmm. yeah, it's Got only it. as mother. How do you? Um, do I, yeah, never mind. And he doesn't do anything. So, um, did you have a piano in the house? Yes. Piano in the house. So you had a culture. I mean, even though you were in Sugarland, yes, it was I like the culture music. in your home. Not necessarily because my parents weren't musical at all. Right. There was an old upright piano that was my mom's. Right. And so luckily, lesbian. Right. We should uh, have a lesbian uh, bell. This. Yeah. Go ahead. So you know, when I was three, three and four, my earliest memories are of like sitting at the piano right. and like banging on the piano right. you know and then when I got old enough I could like start to figure out little melodies right. and play little things and so when I was about six seven um, I started taking piano lessons for who was your first piano teacher Mr. Schwalbe German, wow German Mr. Schwalbe Mr. Schwalbe how really old, how old do you think he was how old was he was at the time? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he probably was 50, but he seemed ancient right. at the time. Exactly. Yeah, really. Wait, did he come to your house? No, we went to his house. Where Did he live in Sugarland? Sugarland. He <gasps> lived in the old part of Sugarland, and he worked also for the Sugarland Industries. But right. He taught, uh, he taught kids in the neighborhood. Did he have an accent? Like you know, that kind of thing? Yes, German? old Germanic. He was was like he, from, d- what, was he married? Uh, he was married. Was to he, a he woman? Had, to a woman. Was he Nazi? Did he have any... Was he Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's worth the bell. I, I know, right? Heard. Yeah, <laughs> I really hit that bell. I don't on know. That. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. He was just musical. That was right. Yeah. Uh, did he want you to play like Wagner all the time? Yeah, and... I had to practice and fingering and like, yeah, do fingering. All this. Well, that's yeah, good. You know, and that ki- that didn't come in handy at the taught, end. The fingering. He, no, get it? Get it, ladies? I get it. All right. We Wait, all we what, all get what it. What are you Judy. talking about? Yeah. What? Fingering. Yeah. So anyway, so Mr. Schwabling. Mr. Schwabby. Schwabby. And did he have kids, Mr. Schwabby? He had one daughter, and he taught, you know, this is the thing. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he liked, you know, there was a a girl he was teaching, and Mm -hmm. I found out about this later. He would like, you know, kind of Mr. Copperfield a little bit. No way. Like elbow him and like try to straighten their posture up and all this stuff. And I realized he never did that with the boys. He was like... But you know, so, so so you think he was a pedophile? I think a, maybe a, a little. You know, bit. Elisa, my girlfriend, says pedophile, and it fucking drives me crazy. That would drive me crazy too. I and she's think, a therapist. I think that's like like the British spell, like P A E. Yeah, right. pedophile. I'm right. like Elisa. It's not pedophile. It's yeah. pedophile. Pedophile. Yeah, I think you're right, Judy. And then I and she goes, oh okay. And then two minutes later goes and the pedophile. pedophile. And I'm like, fuck you. All right. That so would me, I would lose. I would leave her for that. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even be with her anymore. Yeah. All right. So so you went to Mr. Schlag. Yeah. And like you went once a week, right? Because I had piano lessons too once with Mrs. Shallot. Okay. And by the way, I'm going to tell a story. Yeah. I got my period. Yeah. 
On the piano bench? No. Well, I got my period. I came home from my piano lesson and realized, oh, I got my period. And then... And then I said to my mother, "Oh my god, I got!" And I was wearing white painter's pants because remember oh, painter's wow. pants because and like sure, of yeah, course, yeah. And um, I said to my mother, "Oh, oh, you know, I got my period." And I swear to God, this is what she said, Judith. <laughs> Judith, uh, I think you should call Mrs. Shallot to see if you got anything on the bench. She I was did like, not. I swear to God. And not call. And, and I, I, then I wrote a joke about that later in my act. Like, hey, Mrs. Shallot. Yeah, I love doing the scales. Listen, I just got my period. Just wondering, um, is there bleed? any blood on the bench? After- I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, what were I you supposed to, to do? I know, wait. Sweet. That's wow. Yeah. All right, you so go ahead. You cannot hear that story. Okay, okay so <laughs> Mr. Schlauling. <laughs> so, did, all right, so what day, do you remember? You went once a week. Once a week, yeah. And for a half an hour. I remember half, my lessons half were a an half an hour. Half an hour. That was it. Half an hour. And that, did you practice? I did not practice so much. My sisters, who were both older, took lessons and they practiced. With and Mr. Schlanging? Yeah. And then like a year or two, then we would always have recital, spring recital. No way. I never had a recital. Oh, yeah. They, you know, he was cool because they rented out a event, like an old house in Houston. That right. Was like, it was Houston. called Milford House. Right. And it was every spring. And in the afternoon, it would be the young kids and it in the evening would be all the teenagers and right. adults, you know. And it was really fancy, I remember. Well, within like two years, I was playing the advanced stuff. Right. And I had passed my sisters, my older sisters. Were they up. annoyed with you? Totally annoyed. I mean, they were like, Mom, make him stop. He's playing my recital song and he should be working on his own. It's like, right. it's Fuck so you. easy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they both quit. They didn't stay with it very long. Wow. And then I went away from him and started with other teachers because by that point I was Mr. Schwabling wasn't, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, he couldn't, he, he was totally by the book. And right. And I was starting to kind of play by ear. I right. Would, he would play something and I would kind of play it back. That really that's fu- that's fu- that is that, like that made him mad because I don't think he could even do you right know what right. Saying it was like so she he finally he was like Mrs. Streets I cannot teach your son anymore he does not I cannot I'm like okay bye so you know they found another teacher for me so who was the next one his name was uh, Ron Wilson and he actually got the, I know I know right. But that's what his name. I haven't thought about Ron him Wilson. Yeah, Ron Wilson, and he was like a jazz pianist, and right? So he oh. could like teach me how to read chords on the page. Oh, and, that's what I never learned that I that really wanted to. Thing. Yeah, you know, that was the next step for me. How to right. like, read what they call a lead sheet. Yes, lead sheet. The vocal line, the melody line, and then like a it says G seven, right? G seven or whatever. Right. And he explained to me what that meant right. and how to execute that on the piano. Was a real turning point for me. So G B D F sharp. Uh, that's right. Every good Thank boy you. does fine. Yes. Yeah. F A C E face. Yes, face. All those things. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden the lights start started to go on and the whole mechanism of music and how it's built, the building blocks of all that started to, you know, become clear to me. And the, And was were your parents like, Oh my I think Yeah. I think Billy Because by is, the time I was twelve I was yeah. playing a talent show. I know, and, that's what all right. So you played stuff. You played at the church. I did. Well, I played in church. Right. Absolutely. The early service. Like, what was your, what was your, what were some of the, like, what was the song? Well, I played the, the you know, there was a 11 o'clock service. That right. was, like, more formal with, right. the, with the organist. And then, right. then there was the 830 service, which was, like, more contemporary and kind of Right, nice. right, right, right. Yeah. And so I played that service, you know, and it was, was like. Was it just you? Uh, just me. Every now and then we would have, like, 
you know, a choir that would come in, or maybe someone play guitar, right? You know, something yeah. like that. It was it was much more kumbaya kind of thing. And then did you stand like when they leave the church? Did yeah. you stand there with the you know the parish? Yeah, I mean the uh, do they are they priests? No, they're preachers. Preach, they're, you know the preacher, rev- reverend. You know the yeah. reverend. Would you you know how they stand outside and say goodbye? And, and say goodbye. I didn't do that. No, right. I, I played while people was... were leaving. See, right. Was, oh, I, that's I good. That's good. You don't have to talk out. to anyone. Yeah, it's right. The postlude is what it's called. The prelude and the postlude. Right. 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 So I played everybody out, but I was like the little star of the church and my family. You know, but did your sisters want to fucking kill you? By that point, yes. And what about your your brother? Um, he had just kind of come along at that point. He's ten years younger than I. Am. Oh wow, he's, he's, he's a mistake. He's yeah, a, no, he's adopted, so oh. not a mistake. But same thing. Years, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So when I was like wait, 12, you he got was an two. adopted son? Yeah, I mean a brother. Yeah, yeah. How did they tell you that? Uh, we're gonna have a. We think we're gonna. I mean, I was old enough to right. get it by that point. And were you I was like kind of into it? That's so I, cool that your parents yeah, did that. I thought. I think so too. You know, I think they. That, probably, I love them. Your mother's total lesbian. I think yeah. they probably wanted to have another naturally and probably couldn't. Right, because so, she's a know. lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I will not be telling her to listen. All right, to that. sorry. Yeah. So um, I think that's how that came about. And I. I and what's his name? My mom always said, "Oh, you always talked about wanting a little brother." And I don't really remember that. Right. You know, but I guess it was. Good you know, you just that. wanted a little. His little playmate. His name is Steve. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Steve. Yeah. So. I Are remember, you close with Steve? Uh, not that close. Right. There's a big age difference. Right. And, you know, we don't. I don't live there anymore. Right. Right. You know, so he's in Sugarland. He's in Sugarland. Wow. What is in the church that was in Sugarland? Yeah, the one I went to. Yes, is it now like a mega church? It's not. It's not. It, it, it stayed, stayed, stayed pretty, the same. It stayed pretty, pretty calm. You know, the one across the street was the Methodist Church. Oh, they got bigger and bigger and built a new. Right. You know, and it's like that's a big kind of mega church, not like Joel Osteen's mega. Yeah, church. not no, like no. that. Right. But the Presbyterian Church has stayed pretty true to their roots. My grandmother was one of the founders of that. No church way. In 1920. Wow. So yeah. So it's. That By the way, that's the year women were uh, granted the, the right vote. to vote. That's Thank right. you. And what, and what year do you think it'll be? It'll be taken away from. I'm going to go with 2018. End okay. of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 100 year yeah. run. 100 yeah. years. That was good. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, um, so, and you knew you were gay or you didn't, I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. I and did. so was that weird that you're in the church? You're like, I'm a little homo. I'm a little homo, homo short and stout. stout. I was, I was. Here is yeah. my sandal. But this Presbyterian is not the, they don't, they don't do the, um, they're not judgy. pedophile. They're, they're not, not pedophile. They're not. Yeah. It was right. very accepting. That's Catholic. Very... No, no talking in tongues. No. Not either. None really? of that. No, no confession. Did no. you go to church? I went to Methodist church when there was church, but church didn't really work for my family. What it certainly I, didn't work for me. Right. Or your mother, who's a Jew. Well, that was part of the reason it didn't work for my family. Okay. 
What I liked oh, about church when I sorry. got to be a teenager yeah. is there was like the youth group, PYS. Right, because you, could, youth you could touch little balls and stuff. A little bit. And camp outs. You know, yeah. we'd go on camping trips and everything. And, and, those, and it was kind of fun because it was more fun to me than... School than than actual school right because I like this group of kids right you right know, that was kind of fun oh my and that God, we have I love that. so all right so then you play they they love you and then you play at the local country club I do what was the name of the country Quail club? Valley Country Club Quail and, Valley Golf Club so was this like where Lindsey Graham would go or and like all, and Chuck so. Grassley and all those fucking no, white it wasn't what like was that. it like uh, when I started playing there I think I was. 14 maybe and I started playing happy hour in the cocktail in the bar and it was four o'clock to seven o'clock and my I couldn't drive at that point so my mom would pick me up from school at 340 and bring my work clothes and I get in the back seat and I'd like change it in my little tie my little I had like right. several outfits drop me off and it was cool because I normally played for these lady golfers who would come in mm-hmm. and play golf lesbians <laughs> exactly yeah they would come in every day and that's where I really learned the value of learning songs because right. they were going play scotch and soda, play all this stuff. Right. And it's like I don't know it. And they would like. I remember one lady named Polly Holiday, not po- P- Polly Robinson. Polly uh-huh. Holiday's an actress, right? And she was always trying to get me to learn new songs. And when I would learn them, they would put money in the tip jar. Ooh. Oh, so it's like oh, this that's how I make money. Cool. But were they allowed to pay you at the country club, even though you're fourteen? Yes. All right. I worked. 15 hours a week and made $10 an hour. Wow. And I got a check for $150 every week. Can that's you believe? Awesome. Oh awesome. my God. In, in the 1970s? 76, 77, that's a lot. It's a lot. I bought my first electric piano from that. I mean, I really saved money. I, I Your bought, sisters I must a, have fucking I, hated you at this I point. I bought a grand piano. Wow. I went and picked it out, and I financed it and everything. I paid it off over three years, and like, it, and it's still in my parents' house. So wow. My yeah, my sisters hated me. I just Fuck streaked them. right ahead. So <laughs> so you're true. at, did anyone try to sexually do anything at the country club? <clears throat> no, not at all. Wow. No, no, unless I buried it so far right, down. Right, right, right. Yeah. Did no. anyone, uh, all right. So then you, your older sister loved Billy Joel and Elton John. So the, she got you into that kind of? Um, well, it was Elton John. A Christmas of, I think, 1973, my, both of my sisters gave me Elton John's Honky Chateau. Oh, yeah. Album. You'll like this. And right. I did like it. Right. And I, got, I liked the fact that he played and sang. Right. And then when I was in high school, you and I, saying we're kind of yeah. the same age, Billy Joel was big. Yes, very big. And also Barry Manilow, I oh. have to say. Oh, I forgot both I Billy and Barry. I loved him. And of course, at that point, it was like, he's so gay. You can't love right. Barry, Barry oh barely God, man I loved, enough. I still, I still love him. him. I still love him, too. You know, I know him. I'm sure you've met oh, him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like totally great. But what about like... Weekend in New England. I mean, oh, like, they're just fantastic. fucking great songs. Still great stuff. I mean, it's just great. I went to a concert of his a couple of years ago, Barclay Center, and it's like hit after hit. Oh, after I know. Hit I went hit. to I, I went you to one realize, in New York. Oh, my God. It it's was like great. 35 number one hits. But don't you feel like so old when you go to that concert? 
No. Oh. Because you're surrounded by yeah, people everyone's who everyone's the same age. Everyone's yeah, that's so true. Old. And I go, oh, my God, we're so You know, old. and I remember talking to him afterwards. I said, you know, because some of the people are, especially the women. Right. You know, right oh, they go fucking crazy. You know, and I said, doesn't it drive you crazy? And he said, no. He said, those are my people. They love me. He has got such a good attitude about I know. It. He looks Why gorgeous. did it take him so long to come out? I guess it's that age thing. It's that age, th- I think. You know, and I think probably that it would generation. not have been easy for him to come out certainly when he became big right and then later maybe he thought he would disappoint people i don't know and then finally he got to a point where he's like you know fuck it i've been with gary for 39 right. years and you know is gary jewish uh gary keefe maybe no. so k-i-e-f irish i don't know maybe queef <laughs> sweet nice. gary queef all right so yeah, yeah. then you go to college yes b- barely Went to college. I went to North Texas State University for like a, a semester and a half. Really? That's it? That's it. That's it. Cause Were that's you going to study music? Like I was there to study music. It's a huge, big music school. Right. And it was like a big jazz music school. And I get there and I'm ready to like be the star. And right. it's like, well, there's also 1,800 other music students that are ready to be the star. No you know? way. So it was overwhelming to but me. But were they good? Yeah. And they were from all over the country. Right. And they were good, and I really felt kind of overwhelmed by that. But it was very social. I liked living away from home. Finally, right in the dorm. But were you popular the... in high school? Like, did you have I a good was. high school? See yeah. That? And you were in the marching of the band. Music in the yeah. marching band. I was in the marching band in the stage band, which was like a big band. You yeah. Know, that, and no one maybe, ever yeah. like called you faggoty fag or. Yeah. Oh yeah. They did. I got that. Did you ever get a boy? Have a boyfriend there? Or? Yeah, I had guys I fooled around with. Really? Are school. they straight? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, there's one who I doubt is, but but, but like uh, football players and stuff. Not football players, but right. you know, I thought everyone in Texas was a football player. Well, not almost, but not <laughs> quite. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah, there were a couple guys that you know fooled around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you go to so you're at this college and you're you're like oh my god I'm not the only I'm not the I'm not the, cause, number because one. it was like you know in the in the dorm there was one whole wing of the dorm that was like the guys in drama. Right. Well, it was like. Oh, you must have gotten lame. It was like, that's the first time I had really hung around effeminate guys who were like the same age. Right. I'd always heard about older. Right, right. So that was an eye opener for me. Right. You know, and I started hanging out really with the drama kids. Right. And like playing for productions and stuff like that. Not going to my music classes. Right. Not doing any of that. Not going to history. Right. Any of that stuff. So I flunked out the first semester and I was flunking out the second semester pretty bad right and unfortunately my oldest sister got into a really bad car accident i'm mm. going to bring it down right now she was got in a car she was in a coma for Ugh. about a week right and then, i mean she the happy ending and she was right. fine but when that happened my mom called and said this is what's happened you should just come home we need you we need you to be home though you know because i wasn't having success in right college. right right so i remember packing up my stuff <gasps> at night putting it all in my car kind of and driving home in the middle of the night no way yeah it was very, that's very yeah dramatic very dramatic it's like a great and you scene were so, in my movie i know yeah. wow and did you did you have a roommate that you had to say i'm leaving yeah but i hated him Fuck and him. We hardly ever. Was talk. he in the music program? Yeah. What's he doing now? I have no He's idea. He's a fucking I asshole. His name's again. Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. I never saw him again. <laughs> Is his name Mark Judge? All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Fuck him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, all right. So you leave. I leave. You have to deal with your sister. Yeah. Deal with the sister. Um, but, but I kind of jumped right into the music scene in Houston at that point. And Houston? And started like looking for Houston. But what? what 
Um, what about Montgomery Plant and that Stretch? Came, that came a few years later. Oh, okay. Yeah, that well, came change that fucking whatever the hell. Well, um, okay, so then... Well, you... I'll tell you how that came about. Yeah. The next semester, I enrolled at University of Houston. You're right. And I kind of gravitated toward the drama department because that's what I right. realized that I loved. Was right. Musicals and show tunes and, gay and all that guys. kind of stuff. Yeah. And gay guys. And that's where I met the two girls that I started that group with. And at the time, it was a girl named Sharon Montgomery. Still is a girl named Sharon yeah. Montgomery. And Sally Mays, who right. you might know. Oh, I know Sally, Sally Mays. Sally Mays. So that's how we met. And we formed a group called Montgomery Mays and Stretch. Right, right. And we started working in this club in Houston called Rascals, which is the gay bar. Oh, the yeah. They're all called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And this is like 1982. Right. And we oh, do you have Brett Kavanaugh's calendar? A huge hit. We became <laughs> right. a Jennifer's. big deal. And they were just music students? Drama. Drama students. Yeah. How that came about is there was a cast. One of one of them, Sharon, gave a party for the drama kids at her. She was living at her. And she was already living with her boyfriend right. in a house they rented. So it was like real adults, Ooh. you know. And everybody was, and the three of us got up and sang Lullaby of Broadway. And we each found our Your own thing. And I was like, holy shit, as it was happening, oh my God, this is, we sound good We together. are and the Andrews Sisters. We, yeah. And we learned three songs. We went to this club called Rascals. They said, we have an opening in two weeks. We had two weeks to put together three hours worth of material. No way. Three yeah. hours. Three, oh well, God. yeah, about three hours. So three what'd sets. you do? Just like gay show Wood tunes? Shedded, yeah, a best little whorehouse in Texas medley. Right. Um, I mean, a little shop of horrors medley. Right. And all this Andrews sisters. And you were we accompanying learned. and singing? Accompanying and singing. And they were standing and singing. So did you get more money for accompanying and singing? Three-way split. Wow. I should have. I were know. You guys, were I you working did. on uh, things like banter at this point? Oh, yeah. Well, we, the banter just came naturally. They were funny. And, well, that's great. I was kind of the straight man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> now. But but after a while, I was funny, too. Right. I mean, I, it just it opened. A, it All of a sudden, it was like... The rush of that laughter and that applause, right. it was like the light came uh, on. I'm still chasing it, I'm baby. I'm telling you, I never looked back. That so did you graduate from that college? Never. I was there for a year, again, one year. And then, wow. you know, then I was working, we were working right. all the time. Did they stay in college? We were working in Dallas. We were right. working in Little Rock, Arkansas. So they didn't graduate either? No. Neither one of You're them. You're a horrible, And horrible we came influence. to New York and worked at, and did a gig at the Duplex. Right. And then don't tell mama. How, what year was this? 82. Wow. 82, 80 slash 83. Right. Somehow we got a gig working summers in Newport, Rhode Island. Wow. So and we you live there? We went there for like a month. And wow. And stayed and had friends. You're living the there. life. We were living the life, I have to say. We were really, and I had enough money to get my own apartment. Right. And so it was like life was starting and it was great. Okay. Yeah. So then, how did you guys break up? Well, Sh Sally left the group after about a year and a half, and then we found another girl called Rebecca, named Rebecca Plant, and so we had seven years as Montgomery Plant and Stritch. I like that. Yeah, and from that point, we we got a manager here in New York. We worked the Algonquin all the time. Oh. We worked the Cafe Carlisle right. a couple times. We did jazz festivals in wow. Europe. We did Carnegie Hall twice. Wow. And we and we were together seven years. Until we realized that we couldn't get a re we couldn't get a recording contract, we wanted right. to be like the next Manhattan Transfer, right, 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 that kind of stuff, and that we couldn't quite break through that. Now, when you were with them, were you doing other gigs too? No, it was just that we were working all the time, and wow. I was just doing that. I wasn't working for, you know, with anyone else. I had done some gigs with Marilyn May early yes. on, 
And so I've known her forever. Right. But once I started working with this trio. I know. She said she she <clears throat> saw you when you were like a teenager. Yes, yeah, 17. What kind of crowds are in those rooms back in those days? Like who's coming out to see? Is it older people? It's people. It was everything. It I was mean, everything. Absolutely. So the cabaret, it was, it was, it spoke is everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Well, that especially was like, in the gay gay ones. It oh was yeah, like they were standing six deep at the bar. There was like maybe eight tables in the room. It was tiny, smoke everywhere. Oh please! Yeah. I used to go on the road, and I open. I come home and I open my suitcase. And just smoke, smoke. would come out. <laughs> I, absolutely, I, it I was mean, ridiculous. I mean, neither one of the girls smoked, and they were always complaining. Oh in yeah, their clothes and everything. Yeah. I smoked, you know. So it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you yeah. still smoke? Shut up! We're not going to talk about that. Right. We said you told me you wouldn't mention that. Oh right. Okay. Um. So, what? How did you? Now you got you ended up playing with Mel Torme. We opened for Mel Torme in 1988. Right. At Carnegie Hall. Yes. We're. Like, aren't you freaking out? Yeah. Oh, totally freaking out. That like, was great because he was an idol of mine, uh-huh. you know, of course, and we got this chance to open for him, and my whole family came up. Oh, uh, really? Even yeah. your sisters? My sisters, my uh, parents, my little brother, my grandmother, who I adored. Oh. She was the best, and she, at that point, she was, you know, 80-something. Right. And... She they must have it. been like, Billy is playing at Carnegie. Well, not as yeah, Jews. Not, Billy's not, playing at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> that's right. We We're all to going go up to Carnegie Hall. Hall. I was at the church the other day, and I said, Billy's playing at Carnegie Hall. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was like. That was what it was like. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me no, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. No, no, Judy no. Gold's just kill me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>